You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 59. I'm talking to Tyler Smith from Texton Church, and it's cool to have your cell phone out during the sermon on this one. Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now, let's join your host, Seth. I can't even say your name. Hey, everybody, what's going on? I have a great interview for you today with Tyler Smith from Texton Church. He's the co-founder and uh, of, of all these digital solutions for churches. It's kind of the next phase, I think, with communication, especially automated communication and follow-up communication and all kinds of different things that it can do. You're going to hear all about that in the conversation we have. But before that, I would love for you to go and if you like this podcast, give it a rating and a review in iTunes in the iTunes store, that would be a big help for me. Tell people what is good about this show. Tell people what is terrible about the show. Tell people some something that I did that was stupid that you would never do. I don't care. Just write something about the show. I just want to know how you feel. Um, I'm actually interested in your feelings. I'm a listening person and I care about you. So please go and write a review. I want to hear it. I would love to see some really great reviews in, in the iTunes store. You could do that on Google Play or Stitcher too if there's reviews there. I don't know. I'm an iTunes guy. Uh, I'm an Apple dude. So um, I would love that response. That would help us help this show out a whole lot. And uh, I would really appreciate it. Follow me on Instagram at Seth Muse. And you can also join the very active and exciting Facebook group we have going on. Uh, you can find that group at sethmuse.com slash group, and it will take you to the correct Facebook group and join. And uh, we'd love to join the, just continue this conversation there. Cause let's be honest, this isn't much of a conversation, right? This is me talking to you or me talking to somebody else. I want to know who you are. I want to know what you're struggling with. I want to see if I can even help you with some things that are more specific to your context. So that's a great place to do it. Jump in that group. Hundreds of people are already in there and they're talking and they're sharing ideas and strategies. And it's really great. And I'm loving it. So I go live in there sometimes and we do some special stuff just for that group. It's a great place to just, you can have access to, uh, well, really what little I know, but I'll help you and uh, we can work out some problems together, but there's a lot of people in there that are way smarter than me that can help you out with some stuff too. So join that group right now. Let's get to our conversation with Tyler Smith. It is awesome. It is fun. He's got a lot of great information for you and I can't wait for you to hear it. Thanks for listening. Remember to go leave me a review. And if you want the show notes for this, go to sethmuse.com slash 59 and you can get all the links that he's going to talk about in this show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. And I am here sitting sitting here with Tyler Smith from Texan Church. He is the founder and CEO of uh, this company that uh, provides a lot of digital solutions for the church. And Tyler, I'm so glad you're here with me, man. Thanks for joining me. Seth, I'm honored to be on. I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation. This is gonna be fun. Yeah, I, I am too. And I've, I've kind of met you at that church conference last semest- uh, semester, last uh, September. Uh, yeah. And I, and you gave me a tumbler and it's sitting in my office. So thanks for that. Absolutely. (laughs) I was, I I had it sitting there so everybody can see text in church. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. It's like a subliminal message that I'm sending to my office. Um, but surely just moving people right down the line, right? Yeah. It's, it's like your best lead magnet is that cup sitting on my, on my desk. Love it. (laughs) Well, I I'm excited to talk to you today because, uh, you've done, you've started this company and like started honestly 
um, providing a solution to a problem the church kind of didn't know they had. Um, and, and part of it's that guest follow-up that we did know we had, but it didn't know that we weren't quite using all the tools at our, at our disposal. So tell us a little bit about text and church, what you guys do and, and kind of how, uh, how you guys go about uh, helping churches. Yeah. So text and church is just built to help churches thrive. Right. So we're, we, we recognize that communicating can be super hard. And so, um, it's not some brilliant idea that I cooked up or really that anyone on our team had. We actually were born out of my older brother's uh, church. He, he's a church planner out in Sacramento, California. And as their church started to grow, their systems broke down. And we can all relate to that. Like it happens at lots of different times as your church grows. But one of the things that we recognized was that guest follow-up is really pretty simple to do um, when you have plenty of time and resources. But as soon as you no longer have that luxury, which it doesn't take long to hit, uh, everything breaks down. And so I'm a big nerd. And I said, hey, Matt, I'm pretty sure there's a way that we can we can leverage technology to automate the follow up process. And um, he's my older brother. And so he said, like any brother would, he said, Tyler, that's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> can't automate this. This is building relationships. And this is so, so important. Like guest follow up is is critical for any growing church. And, and you're just like, that's just not possible, Tyler, like, like kind of give up on that concept. And I pushed harder and I said, no, I think there's a way we have to do it in a personal way. You're absolutely right, Matt. But what if we could, is would it, what would happen if we could, if we could automate this so that it happens week in and week out? Cause what we find is so many, especially smaller churches, they can do guest follow up really well some of the time. And then part of the time, they just don't do it at all. It just falls through the cracks. And so what we help to do is just build one tool that helps to, um, to follow up in a variety of ways consistently, week in and week out, um, where we're able to send emails and text messages and reminder messages to people on staff saying, hey, pick up the phone and give this person a call or write a handwritten note to this person um, or deliver a coffee mug to this person's house. Like all of those things are part of a really effective guest follow-up system. And all we've done is just leveraged one tool to be able to bring that all together, to make it simple for pastors and church leaders to be able to pull this off. Because um, as we all know, church leaders are just being pulled in a million different directions, and it's just not possible to do guest follow-up well when we're being pulled so thin. And so um, leveraging a tool like this just allows for that. Yeah, especially when you get larger and you have a, a, few, a few more guests coming in than normal, and your staff, you're in that in-between stage where you haven't really like expanded your staff, you're still one person, or you're actually the youth pastor and you're asked to do guest follow-up or the executive pastor and you're heading that up because you should, you know, or whatever. And so it's like, how do I handle the influx of all these people by myself or with a limited team? Uh, you need to start leveraging some resources, some tools uh, to do that. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that we found, I just, I find this, this statistic just shocking is that 23 billion, that's with a B text messages are being sent every day. So that means like everyone is sending text messages and lots of them. And so as the church, if your church isn't yet communicating via text, just know that everyone in your congregation is like, that's their yeah. preferred method. Um, you just haven't yet partaken in that channel. And so I, what I wanted to encourage you to do is just in some small way, start to communicate in the same ways that your people are. And text is one of those ways. Email is another one. Like we, we do a pretty good job of using email, but oftentimes we use it as just a newsletter. It's this it, like a bullhorn. We're able to yell out messages. But if people aren't replying back and forth, there's no engagement. There's no authentic relationships being built. And that's really 
whole purpose of, of communicating, right? So like right. text messages, there should be replies. And in fact, one of the, another really cool stat is 45% of text messages get a response. Yeah. Like think about that. Like emails, shoot, we can't get 20% open rates on emails. Right. And on a text message, we can get a 45% response rate. And so that's just like, to, to me, that's mind boggling. Like we have a tool in everyone's pocket um, that we have direct access to them. And, and with that comes a lot of uh, responsibility not to misuse it, right? Like email, you know, the reason you only get 20% response rate is because marketers misused it, right? Yep, we absolutely. Letters and no one wants those. So we don't want to spam people. But when we have a message to get out and the church does, um, it's really important that we, we leverage the, the channels to be able to do that really, really effectively. I think it's interesting something you just said that um, w- you were talking about getting responses, especially with email. I don't know that getting a response from our like newsletter is even on the radar for a lot of people. I think a lot of us think of our, our newsletter, even if it's an email newsletter and it's well-written, and I'm, I'll raise my hand. This is, this is me sometimes too, or a lot of times too, is that I'm not looking for someone to respond to this. I'm looking for you to read this. And so yep. what if I wrote my email or my texts, uh, or my email more like a text where I'm intending to ask you something or get something in response to have an actual conversation now with a, with a big email list, that's, that's really tough. I mean, we have 17,000 people on our list and I think only about 11 of them are actually 11,000 are actually not, you know, kids or doubles or whatever, you know, it's, it's whatever, but still that many people, if I was looking for a response, that could be, that could be a game changer for how we, how we communicate. And, and Seth, one, one area I would challenge you, right? So you have 11,000 people on your email list that are, that are receiving that email on a weekly basis. But is there not a segment of those folks that you could reach out to that are like just primed for engagement? So maybe they're people that haven't attended church in the last 30 days, or maybe they're people that attended church for the first time in the last 30 days. A, a personal message to those folks is going to get a response and is going to have a huge impact, or at least has the potential to have a huge impact of, of reconnecting or connecting for the first time with that person. That's what that's what this platform is all about, right? Yeah. Texting, emailing, making a phone call, picking up a phone call or picking up the phone and giving someone a call. Like, it's about as personal as you can get. The whole purpose is to connect with them and then ask them to do something else. You know, one of the things when we first started texting church, so we started almost five years ago now. And so we were kind of one of the first, we were the first text company in the church space. So in the secular world, they've been doing it for years, but no one was really doing it in the church. And we got beat up pretty hard when we first started of people saying, look, technology is not going to replace human interaction. You guys got it all wrong. And we never advocated that texting or emailing or any type of communication or, or a technology will ever replace human interaction. When it's used right, it's used to facilitate human interaction. So yep. purpose of that email to a, a first-time guest is to get them to show up for coffee with the pastors or to get them to come back to church or whatever that next step is for your organization. Um, that's the whole purpose. We've got to be really clear on that. Writing for a newsletter, totally different, right? Like we have a lot of different pieces of information that we want to get in there. But if we're trying to talk to a singular person, um, we have to be ultra uh, personal with that messaging. And, and singular person doesn't really mean just one person, but the one person in your mind who's going through that phase. So in, in guest follow-up, your emails and text messages written in guest follow-up, they're sent as one-offs. They're individual messages being sent to a person who showed up at your church last Sunday. But 
when we write that, we have to know in our head, hey, I'm, I'm writing this one message that's going to be seen by hundreds or thousands of people over the next year. Yeah. And that is probably one of the most important messages you write for the entire year is being able to connect with those folks. Right. That first impression is super important. Um, let's talk about the the texting portion of, of a follow-up because you've already hit one of the major uh, re- rebuttals, I guess, to this kind of thing is that, you know, technology won't replace relationships totally with you. It, it won't, we got to, it's a supplement. Um, the other pushback that I bet you've been asked a million times is how annoying is it to get texts from, ch- from an organization or a church? And is that something that really people don't mind or is it all about how you do it? I think it's all about how you do it and more importantly, all about the relationship that you're building or have built. So if you, not to name any companies, but there's a lot of pizza places out there that use tech, they use text, <laughs> right? And it's annoying if you're not yeah. hungry for pizza, it's annoying to get a message from, from Pizza Hut saying, um, hey, we got a special tonight. I don't care. We're having Chinese tonight. So yeah. that, yes, that gets super annoying. but. That's not what the church is doing. The church doesn't have anything to sell. What we're trying to do, when, especially when used right, is we're just loving on people, right? We're just, hey, you were here last Sunday. I just wanted to reach out and say thank you and invite you to come back. Um, are you going to be able to make it this weekend? And you end a text message in a, in a really personal way like that and just say, hey, are you able to make it this weekend? Or I'd love to connect next week. Sending a message like that, you're going to solicit a response. So it's not annoying when your friend sends you a text and says, hey, can you grab lunch next week? Um, or a friend says, hey, can we grab coffee tomorrow morning? Like those are normal things. And the church can just enter that conversation that's already being had. All we need to do is just do it in relevant ways. And when we do that, we start to build the relationship, not break it down. When it's used incorrectly, I completely agree. It can break down relationships. It can, it, those, those barriers just get built up. Yeah. But when in a personal way and you just simply invite someone, you know, like Seth, you and I, like we've only spoken one time um, when we were in Atlanta at that conference. Right. But yet using technology, we have a relationship. And now here we are um, having a doing a podcast right now. And that's all based on technology that leveraged uh, that you leveraged to, to reach out to me. And now we're starting conversations and now friendships. But out of that, like that's just how the world works right. um, almost everywhere except in the church. And so all we're doing is saying, Hey, look, this is happening all around us. All we want to do is just jump in and be a part of it. Yeah. And I totally agree. I, I'm so glad you said that the, uh, the, the technology, how you use it makes a huge difference. And the way that you just said that text that you would send doesn't sound annoying. And that's exactly it. It's not just the, the fact that an organization is texting you that's annoying. But when a, a place that you've recently visited, that has a personality has reached out to you and is speaking to you like a person and like it's a person talking to you as a person. That's, that's something that's not annoying. That is something that's like, Oh yeah, we might come back. Yeah. I don't know who this is, but okay. And they may not even realize it's a bot or whatever. It's it's like, I don't know who this is, but yeah, sure. We'll be there. Great. Can't wait to see you. Um, Try to connect with, you know, so-and-so when you get there, she'll be, uh, in the visitor center or something like that, you know, some kind of response and just that short interaction. You get this with messenger bots for Facebook too. this kind of debate, this back and forth. But if you can write it like you're talking to an actual human, um, then there's a whole lot more that's conveyed there than just information. There's a relationship. And I love that. 
And it's the same thing I say to, to people who are asking the same kind of question on social media. Can social be personal? How do I get engagement? How do I do all that? It's by being human in yep. what you type. <laughs> it's like, talk to people like you would talk to people, not how robots talk or with one, a one way conversation in mind. So I love that. And I think this is, I think this is a great solution for uh, where we're headed. And I think you said how many, how many billion people are opening texts? 23 billion text messages. 23 billion. I think my daughter who's in sixth grade is sending most of those, but oh my gosh, it's just, it's so much going on. And when I see a text message, I almost always feel like I need to respond or at least read it. So it's, it's a, it's great. What are, um, are there types of churches that are more primed to use this kind of technology than others? Or is this kind of anybody can, can jump on? You know, honestly, we're seeing churches everywhere use it. So there's a little over 10,000 church leaders across the country on the Texan church platform. Um, but it's in, it's in big churches. It's in small churches. It's in rural. It's in urban. It's in old churches and young churches, like talking about the, the congregation average age. Like there, there's a lot of churches we're working with where the average person attending is in like in their sixties. Oh wow! But, and so, so that's a you know that's not a that's not a healthy congregation. But what they're doing, and I, and I really admire this, they're recognizing, hey, we've got a problem here. So this is typically you know like a smaller church. I'm a United Methodist, okay, and so um, especially in the United Methodist Church, there's a lot of churches in smaller towns where their average age is way higher than they would like it to be, mm-hmm. and so they're effort. How do we connect with the young families that just won't go to church anymore in this town? And so one of the ways they're doing it, and this isn't the only way, and it's it's not going to solve the problem, but it's one simple step that they can do to say, hey, look, we're, we want to be as relevant as we possibly can be in this community. And so they'll put on a big event and then they'll be able to, to follow up with people. Um, so like a, a really awesome example that I, I love is, um, so Fall Fest. Actually, let's, let's, let's talk about Easter. So Easter just happened. So while back, we had the big Easter celebrations happening really all over Kansas City, but all over the country. Everyone does a big Easter egg hunt or, or some version of that, right? Yeah. What if, and the whole purpose of this is to have this huge event and ultimately a huge impact. And, and what we're trying to do is connect with people who aren't yet a part of our church, right? Like that's the whole reason we put on this Easter egg hunt. It's not just so the kids can have fun that are already a part of our community, but what about everyone else? And so I, I think it's brilliant. The churches that are that have are thinking about this strategy and saying, okay, how do we maximize this outreach event? And how do we have every family who shows up, how do we get them to just sign in real quickly and then send them a thank you for being there? Like just a simple text message that says, hey, Seth, welcome to Fall Fest. I'm so glad you're here. Hope your family has an awesome time today. Pastor Joe. You know, something just so, so simple. And, and that just happens just because they, 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 they showed up, right? So we can right. do those. We could, the next day, we could send them another text message saying, hey, thanks a lot for attending. Man, I hope you had a great time. Um, and then if you have a new sermon series starting, just let them know that. Like if you put on this big event, you now have an obligation to invite these people to come to your church. And what we're seeing is so many churches do these events, but they never actually extend an invitation. Yeah. Like you would, you would never do that if you went out on a date with someone and you had a great time. The logical next thing to do is to say, hey, would you like to do that again? Or would you like to go out to dinner? And what we're finding is churches just are do a really bad job of that next step, that invitation to to actually attend worship, to come and, and, and be a part of this. And and what we want to do is say, hey, look, every time we have an interaction with someone, especially someone who's not yet a part of our church community, we want to give them an invitation and not in a creepy way. And that's what I think what's so brilliant about putting on a big event like that is 
there was nothing slimy or, or, you know, we're not tricking people into coming to church with us. We put on an awesome event, let everyone realize how cool our church is and what we're doing in the community. And then we simply say, hey, we do a lot of cool stuff inside the walls as well. We'd love for you to join us. Yeah. And, and, so, you, and you know, doing something like that with a texting option, like text this word, to this number kind of thing and get this response email or whatever at an outdoor event or to some offsite event seems to me like that would be an easier way to get some of that follow-up started than some of the other typical, like give us your email address or sign up on this list kind of, kind of way of doing follow-up. It seems like that would be, cause we're all carrying our phone. We could just do that real quick in a text and start the connection. And even like say, Oh, I'll just follow up with that later. I know they're going to email text me now, but I'll just catch that later. That seems like a quicker, easier way to do that. When you do those big events, is that, I mean, yeah. you agree with that? Absolutely. So I, there's essentially two schools of thought to it. Um, uh, the, I guess there's three. There's the old school way if we're going to have some kind of form and people are going to sign in and then we're not going to be able to read it. And then we're yeah. going to wish something in place where we, where we had collected everyone's info and we had, we had followed up with them. But the, the other two ways I think are much better options. One is, yeah, you can allow people to text in. So they can text a keyword to a, to a, a local telephone number so it feels natural and authentic. Um, and then you can start those conversations. So like, for example, if, if it's all right with you, Seth, I'll, um, I'll, I'll use an example that people can, can actually do right now. So if you're not driving, pull out your phone and you can just text the word seminary to 816-482-3337. Again, it's seminary to 816-482-3337. And what will happen is you're going to get a text message back and there'll be a link in it to a digital connection card. And so you click that link, you enter in your contact info, and then you're going to receive an email back from us. Um, and we'll send you, um, we have a, a playbook that has 10 different plays that you can, you can use um, to communicate with. So 10 different text messaging strategies that you can leverage. One of them is that event thing we were just talking about. Um, but that is an awesome way to be able to do it. It's totally intuitive. Everyone understands how that works. Um, but as soon as they fill that out, now all the automation can then kick off. So now we can follow up with them. Um, we can say, thanks for being here. But then we can then say, and do that next step. The most important step is invite them to, to come and worship with us. And so that's a, an awesome way. Or another one is just have some tablets there. Have tablets with a digital connection card on it. Mm -hmm. All you need to do is if you have 10 tablets, you can handle a huge event. You just need one person from each family to just check in real fast. All they do is put in their name, email, and cell, and they're done. Um, and then as they walk away, they're going to be getting a text message right there saying, hey, we're so glad you're here. So th those are, are simple ways. Yeah. Uh, and you can set that stuff up in no time. Like literally in 30 seconds, you can have your whole digital connection card built um, and then have that follow-up process ready to go on the, on the back end as well. So it's, it's really preparing um, for these big events so that you have a follow-up process ready to go. Yeah. And what I love, I have actually demoed some of your product, um, and with some friends and just for myself, it is really easy to set that stuff up. That is not super hard to do exactly what you just said. Probably takes 15 minutes to get it all up and, and working. Um, so how can people, I, I really appreciate you giving away that freebie. That's awesome. Text seminary to is 816-482-3337. Go get that thing and, and it'll help you guys get ready for follow-ups and, and, and use some of these tools. Uh, that's really incredible. So we're, where can the others find just a demo or get in touch with you guys to explore some of this texting options with, with you further? Yes. Yeah, so if you just go to textingchurch.com, um, that's the best place to connect with us. Um, our, our customer support team is just down there in the bottom, right? Just click on that little chat bubble. Um, we're there for you to answer any questions. Um, 
you know, we, we have this really cool opportunity where we get to talk to, ch to churches all across the country and we're just learning constantly what's working and what's not. And we love to be able to share that with you. So if you have questions, um, if there's anything we can do to support you and your ministry, man, reach out to us because we would love to be able to help um, in that way. That's awesome. And I love how your, your whole business started is with your brother and you were trying something, you were just solving a problem and saying, look, I think we could do this better and just figuring it out. And I love that your brother was like, that's terrible. And you were like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do it anyway. So I'm gonna make it better. Uh, I love that. I think we all start with somebody in the room going, nah, that'll never work. And I know that whenever there's new technology or something we're trying like this, there's always going to be somebody there that's like, no, that's not going to work. This, let's just keep doing what we're doing. And I just want to encourage churches who are listening, don't be that person. And, and let's just take a sample and try it and get familiar with it. Because I think texting is, is going to be how we communicate in the next 10 years. Honestly, it's going to, I think email is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. But if you really want to like really start connecting with people on a personal level, I think those person to person uh, um, things like messenger and texting options and one, one-to-one -one kind of communication is where it's at in the future. It's coming up. It's just yes. coming. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think that's the, the real power of, of communication is, is in personal human interaction, right? So it's, yeah. it's in the, in the blasting of messages and, and yes, text and church can do that. Um, but that's not what we're known for. Like that, that's, that's something that can be used and it can be effective when done right. Um, but it's, it's the one-off messaging or, or the automated workflows is, is the most powerful thing you can do. So like, let me just give one quick, one last example here of just with guest follow-up. So kind of bringing it full circle back to that. Okay. So what ultimately ended up building with my brother's church and, and what, what created text in church. So originally it was just for my brother's church. It was, how can we help him solve this one problem? And so what we did is we just built out a six week follow-up process. So it sends out an email to folks as soon as they get put into the system. And then there's a, a trigger to, to make a phone call and to go deliver a coffee mug. It sends an automated text message on the next Saturday morning, inviting them to come back tomorrow, hoping to see them tomorrow. Um, and then there's emails. And so basically for that entire six weeks, Every week, they're going to get one, maybe two messages from us, and typically on different mediums. So maybe an email and then a text message and then back to an email. Um, and we vary that throughout that entire time. And what we're doing is just reaching out in personal ways, saying, hey, I hope to see you tomorrow. The coffee will be hot. You know, like just little simple, simple prompts. Because what we're finding is the reason people aren't coming to church is just life gets in the way, right? Yeah. Like we're busy these days. And, and especially people that aren't already a part of your church, like they have a life pattern of not coming to church. And so that's what we're trying to break. That is not an easy thing. Um, and so what we're saying is, man, we would love it if, if churches will just really double down on every first time guest they have and love on them twice as much as you are now. So if your follow-up process now is only two, make it four weeks and see what happens. Make it six weeks is what we actually recommend. When you do that, you are going to connect with more people. Um, and it's, it's just a simple, if, if we can learn anything from the secular world, it's that automated marketing works. If you look at any company that you admire, they use automated marketing. And, and that's, that's what we're doing in the church, but we're doing it around something that's so much more important and so much more personal than, than any business that's out there doing it. And so, so I really want to encourage you to, to really double down on your guest follow-up because it, it can be done really, really effectively. And if you leverage a tool like text and church, you can do it for literally, you, you set it up one time, spend 45 seconds for each first time guest, get them entered into the system 
and then all the automation will just kick off and you don't have to do anything. It'll automatically text them each week for you or email them each week for you. You set what day it goes. Um, and then it can send those reminder messages for your staff to say, hey, give this person a call. Here's their phone number. Write this person a note. Here's their address. Yeah, that's, see, that's what I like about the automations that you guys make is that there's not just texts, te- texts, texts and emails going out. There's also a reminder to a staff person, call them. There's also a reminder like, hey, send them this thing. It's, it's so many different areas of that guest follow-up process that this one platform kind of automates and facilitates and then interjects some of that actual people doing stuff. That's, that's what I love. Yeah, that's so important. You can't just fully automate everything and just, and just cross your fingers and, and pray. Like you really do have to put some work into this and, and know that it is worth every ounce of effort that we put into connecting, especially with our first time guests. But think you can also do this when you have your, your volunteer team, right? So you're onboarding a bunch of new volunteers that just signed up to serve you can have that process built out so that you've got emails that are going to go to them. You have text messages that are going to encourage them. Um, You're going to get reminders to yourself, perhaps saying, Hey, pick up the phone and thank this volunteer. They've been volunteering with us now for three months. Those little things are what make a huge difference in, in not having quick burnout with your volunteers. If you can let them know that you care and they're appreciated, they're going to stick around longer and they're going to be more and more helpful and feel more and more engaged in your community. And that's what, that's what communication is all about. Amen. That's awesome, man. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for talking with us about this, this awesome tool and some of these things going on in the future that are, or that are actually happening right now that churches can take advantage of. Um, go to textinchurch.com and, and look at some of those, those tools and check that out. And don't forget to text seminary to that number 816-482-3337 and get that uh, freebie because that's going to help you out a ton. Tyler, thanks for being here, man. I really appreciate your time. Glad to be here. Thanks so much, Seth. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We're going to put that link in the show notes at sethmuse.com slash five nine. So check that out. You can get the show notes, sethmuse.com slash 59. And this is episode 59. And I appreciate you being here. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Later. <laughs>